0: Jesus is calling. That is good news. Jesus is calling. Just as he called his first disciples along the shores of the Sea of Galilee, he still calls disciples to follow after him, to come after him. He calls us to drop our nets and give our lives, our hearts, our being into his hands. Trusting in his plans for us. It's a personal call. Not just this abstract idea, something in history, but Jesus personally calls each of us in our own unique way, and it demands a personal response. A yes. If you're here this morning, right, in some degree, we have made that yes, you've made that response. Jesus continues to call us deeper. Particularly within the life of the church, Jesus calls us to live a certain way and what the church would call, what really we refer to as our vocation. Whether that's a call to married life, the priesthood, a dedicated single life, consecrated life, religious life. That's that deeper call of a vocation. And Jesus is Calling. The issue in my realm of of ministry, with especially those who are called to be priests, is difficult to hear the call. It can be a lot of noise. It's hard to hear the call. And for those who hear the call, it can be difficult to respond with that yes. It's a big yes. Jesus elsewhere says that the harvest is abundant, but laborers are few. He says, pray, therefore, to the master to send forth those laborers. God isn't cheap. He is calling. He is calling. We need to pray, really, for that yes. That young men and women may answer the call to be priests and religious Brothers and sisters, it's really the framework that I'm just going to present today for you is that the good news is the Lord is calling. I'm going to share a bit about how, how that's going. Secondly, the difficulty of that call. And then thirdly, that invitation to pray. In the Diocese of Green Bay, we have uh, 20 seminarians right now. Um, that's up one from just like a month ago, actually. There's 20 seminarians studying, preparing for the priesthood. And our goal, you probably know, right, is that there would be 30 at any given time, starting in 2025. And really, to say 30 is putting a limit on God. So we're praying for 30 or more, right? 30 or more. Because that's what we need to really thrive as a diocese. So there's 20 men preparing for that. In addition to many young women saying yes to the call to religious life. And the Norbertines in De Pierre, you probably know the Norbertine Fathers, there's six guys getting ready for that and formation with them. And also, of course, here a seminarian, Olivier, is one of our seminarians, and Deacon Christopher Alt is getting ready to be a priest with the Jesuits. In my role, it's really been like this, this front pew view of what's going on in vocations, even those who are, um, you know, really discerning, they're on the edge of saying yes to giving their yes to, to God's call to be priests. It's really exciting. God is answering prayers. He is working in the lives of young people in our diocese. But it's hard to make that yes. Think the, the story of Jonah. We heard about Jonah going through Nineveh, this big city. Right? Going through Nineveh, God called him to go preach repentance, that they needed to turn from their ways. And the story of Jonah is a really good example, I think, of the difficulty of the call. Because right before this, you know, God asked him to do it and to be, to, to be a prophet in Nineveh. And, and what does Jonah say? He, we didn't hear it, but he, he actually says to God, I'm not going to go. Because, God, I know you're going to have mercy on Nineveh. There's no need for me to go. And so, what happens to Jonah? God sends that whale, right? And Jonah's like, okay, I'll go. (laughs) Right? And sure enough, he goes. And what happens at the end of the first reading? We we hear, yes, God had mercy on Nineveh because they changed their lives. They repented. They turned from their ways. Jonah then gets angry at God. Lord, I told you. Why did you send me? You were going to have mercy. But here's the thing. Jonah himself needed a conversion of heart. One, to see that God chose him to be involved in his plan. And two, a conversion of heart to love the people of Nineveh as God loved them. And that's what happens if you read on in the story. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. But that call is, is yeah, Jonah heard it, but he, he wasn't ready to say yes. He needed that conversion of heart to, to see that God wanted him in his plan and that part of that was that he must love those he's called to serve. For me, um, when I kind of first heard the call in my junior year of college, that I had this you know, great inkling that I think God is calling me to be a priest. Um, I had all these other ideas and plans. No, I, I don't think I can do that because I want to do this, I got this, and you know, someone else will be the priest, we'll be fine, it'll all be good. And then one day I was uh, flying uh, from Boston to Milwaukee, or uh, somewhere, I think it was Milwaukee, and we were coming over Chicago at night, and by that point we were getting closer to the ground and there was no clouds and I could see all the lights of the city. This big, vast city. Millions of people. I was looking out the window and all of a sudden my heart just like burned with love for all the souls in that city. All these people. And, and how many people didn't know Jesus, didn't know God. And I had come to be a, a a disciple of the Lord in college uh, more deeply, um, and, and I wanted to for them to know God's forgiveness and mercy, and and what a great joy it is to follow Jesus, and just kind of overflowed, and I realized, yeah, I th- think as a priest, God is calling me to do that as a priest, and I need to say yes now, <laughs> and not wait. Little did I know that six months later, in that same year, I would graduate from college and then, and I would actually go to seminary in Chicago and I'd be down there in those churches uh, sharing the gospel a little bit. Uh, God has amazing plans. Of course, I was studying for, to be a priest for this diocese. And it was around that time as well that I learned about some very important people um, in my my life that were, were praying for me for my vocation. One time I was after uh, a daily mass back at home in Pulaski. I was, uh, there was a dark, the church was dark uh, after mass. I, and there was this one uh, man who came up to me with his wife kind of standing back. Um, and they came up to me saying, you know, my wife and I were, were praying for your vocation to the priesthood. At the time I had this scary looking beard and I was wearing like this, I don't know, this dark jacket and I was like, okay, and that's, not that that's a bad thing, right? But like, why are you asking me, why are you telling me that you're praying for me for my vocation to the priesthood? Well, the Holy Spirit had told them, I think, to say that, right? And it was true, I was strongly considering that God was calling me to be a priest and I was just ready to say yes, so close. And their prayers were very encouraging. Which brings me to the third thing of a prayer. Jesus told us, remember, that pray to the master of the harvest to send forth laborers. Told us to pray. You know, it's easy to think, well, yeah, God will take care of it. You know, he always does, and he does, right? Like Jonah, like, he's going to have mercy. But God, just as God invited Jonah To see that he wants him to be a part of this. He invites us to be a part of his plan of of bringing forth those laborers. Whether it's the Holy Spirit puts it on your heart to say something to somebody. Hey, I think you'd be a good priest or religious sister, religious brother. Or, of course, that important thing that Jesus says explicitly to us, to pray. So today I'd like to invite you, especially to pray. There's this growing group of people, it's over a thousand right now, who have said yes to pray in a very particular way through what's called the Fiat Prayer Society. There's these cards in all of our pews. Fiat is the word that um, means let it be. And it's the word that Mary told God and the angel Gabriel when she was given her call of being the mother of God. The Fiat Prayer Society, if I had known when I was, you know, if this existed when I was discerning, you know, that would have been so encouraging. Um, And I think it's very encouraging right now for those who are on the verge of, of saying yes to that call. Members of the society commit as best as they can. To praying daily, weekly, and monthly. For yeses to God's call to the priesthood and religious life. There's five commitments. That one does as best as you can. It's, if, you don't, if you miss something on one day or one month or whatever it is. It's, all right, not God's not going to swallow you up by a whale or with a sturgeon right? But it's, it's this, 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 this honest effort to say yes to God and in his invitation to pray for vocations. There's two daily prayers which we're going to pray together in just a minute and then there's a weekly holy hour or rosary offered for vocations on the first Sunday of the month to offer your holy communion as a prayer for vocations and then lastly any sufferings you experience to offer a portion of those for that same intention. We're going to pray this, and after we pray it, I'm going to give you a minute. There's, there's pencils in the pews as well, um, or if you have a pen or pencil, if you, if you would consider signing up. The prayer is the biggest part, and it will sanctify you. It will make you holier. It's, this is a good way of life, right? Responding to the Lord's call to pray for vocations. Um, and it's a very important thing, and God will hear your prayers. We thank God ahead of time. But if you also sign up and put your email, it's kind of cool. I'm inviting you to... To get an inside look, you get a, week, a monthly update as to what's going on with the seminarians. It's kind of neat to get that inside look. That's all that would be used for. But before we pray these two prayers, just one final exhortation. Even this morning as we pray these, these prayers, and if you were to sign up, you can use these to pray for particular people. For vocations, if there's someone in your life you think that might be called to the priesthood of religious life to keep them in mind. But there's also the prayer for our priests and religious currently serving. So pray for the priest who baptized you. Or pray for the priest who heard your first confession or who have heard your confessions, brought you God's mercy, gave you your first communion. Pray for the sisters who taught you about God, the faith, or the sisters and priests who will take care of your family in the years to come. Pray for the sisters of the Sorrowful Mother, the ones at Father Carr's. Pray for the priest who, God willing, will be at your bedside as you prepare to meet the Lord to receive the last sacraments. And if you're very brave, pray for the priest who will celebrate your funeral mass. Because he might just be with us here in this church, in this community, today. So we could help one another get one of these cards again if everybody has a card they're in the pews on the ends we'll pray the daily prayer for vocations heavenly father you are the lord of the call your son jesus told us to ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest we turn to you now and ask that you send forth your holy spirit to awaken the hearts of those whom you are calling to the priesthood and religious life in the Diocese of Green Bay. May they hear your call and respond with a profound yes, just as Mary did when she was asked to become the mother of your son, Jesus. Keep these, your sons and daughters, always close to you in the Eucharist and protect them from all evil. We ask this through Christ our Lord, amen, and for our priests and religious. Almighty Father, we thank you for those who have answered your call to serve as priests and religious men and women in the Diocese of Green Bay. We are grateful for the call you placed within their hearts, and we are grateful for their yes. We ask for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit upon them. May you strengthen them in their service to your holy people and sustain them in prayer. May the word of God and the most holy Eucharist, always be the source of their strength and their defense against all evil and temptation. We ask that Mary wrap her mantle around them and bring them close to her immaculate and the most sacred heart of her son, Jesus. Amen. Again, if you can say yes to at least as best you can starting those daily prayers and adding in the other commitments as you go, I invite you to take a minute now to fill out the card and give that to me after Mass. Otherwise, you can take a minute now to pray in silence.